to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Trish Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And we are here today to tell you about our good Lord and Savior, Stephen King. Stephen King. <laughs> That's where we're going there. You know, it's pretty fun because it's been a year of doing this podcast. We're at episode 48 because we miss some, you know, yeah. as one does. Not too bad, though. No. We did pretty consistent. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have pretty good reasons yeah. when we missed. But anyway, so um, not too bad. It's been a heck of a lot of fun. And we are back to Stephen King, and Stephen King is where we started this party. Yeah. And I got to say, he hasn't let us down yet. Uh, let's hopefully not this one. No. Oh, I not. just got a peek at the Rotten Tomatoes. When you tell the people what we're watching today? We're watching Dolan's Cadillac. It's got some cool people in it. It does, but this is kind of a veer off because it's not a horror. Yeah. But it's Stephen King. Yes. So it counts, I guess. Yeah. It should be good. I, I mean, so. was Cell a horror technically? Yeah, I think it was in the subgenre of horror, but this does. This says drama, crime, and mystery and th- thriller. I feel like the horror and thriller can go together sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Like, I, do you, would you say that the movie Invisible Man that we saw together on, like, like it was the second movie we ever saw with each other? Um, remember that one where? Yes. The, yeah. So that's a thriller, but would you call that a horror thriller? No. Why not? It's got like a kind of an almost supernatural element because the guy's dead, but not it's a dead. Technology thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I thought it was good anyway. So uh, this could be good, John. You want to tell us about Dolan's Cadillac? Okay. Well, there's no quick synopsis. This is the quickest one I found. Hmm. After accidentally witnessing gangster Jimmy Dolan murder a man, Dolan's Cadillac. Elizabeth Robinson is killed to prevent her from testifying in court. Her grief-stricken husband, Robinson, is determined to get revenge, but realizes that Dolan's bulletproof car makes him impossible to shoot. Oh. As Robinson's drinking grows out of control, he quits his, quits his job as a teacher and begins working for a construction company while planning an elaborate tra- trap for Dolan. That's interesting. Wow. That was a lot. That was multiple. It certainly makes a lot more sense from the preview we saw, yeah. which didn't. I mean, we got to see the people. And so Christian Slater is the bad guy, and Wes Bentley is the drunk teacher that wants to kill the Christian good guy, Slater. I guess? I guess, yeah. And he could di- call the cop. I mean, I guess she got murdered for calling the cops. Yeah, it was directed by Jeff Beasley, mm-hmm. which I am not familiar with him. His filmography? I will glance at his filmography and see if... Uh, Love that- Strikes Twice? That sounds so romantic. To Catch a Spy, Project Christmas Witch, Wish, The Christmas Club. I think he got involved in the holiday date, No Time Like Christmas. He's a Hallmark TV guy. It looks like it, because there's like almost no scores on anything. He's a Hallmark movie guy. He executive Considering produced. Love and Magic, A Dream of... He, okay, between, the, uh, between doing Dolan's Cadillac, he did Mary Higgins Clark's Try to remember, and then a dream of Christmas. But he has only one. Uh, There's that's so probably many. thirty films on here. Would you say as director, yeah. Or producer? Yeah, one with positive tomato score. A very sordid wedding. Where he was only on the executive producer. Oh, that doesn't count. But uh, this, I'm kind of into that. It's kind of sounds very pretty sordid wedding. Oh, kinda, yeah. Sounds pretty sexy, don't you think? 
Yeah, for some reason it doesn't want There's to some load that up. have very bad tomatoes. But in speaking, okay, so it doesn't want to load. That's okay. Let's go back to the movie we're watching. Yeah. Um, so we don't know this guy it, it from Adam, but there is one <laughs> review. It has Whoopi Goldberg in it. Oh, sorted indeed. Yeah. Well, she's canceled now, right? So it's a gay comedy. Okay. Okay. So let's let's read the review. And well, I say that review. singular. There is one review. Because I just saw that it was one splat. It is not good. <laughs> it is by Philip Martin of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Jesus. What an odd For a Canadian movie? Yeah. <laughs> Standard revenge action story that's based on a Stephen King short story. It's a misfire, but plenty of people will probably get sucked into watching this on cable, but it's hardly worth adding to the Netflix queue. So another... Stephen King movie, or Stephen King short story adapted into a movie. Yeah, it usually works. Yeah, usually works really well. Yeah. Okay, well, what else you got? Well, is there any more? Oh, is there IMDb information about this a, movie? The IMDb score is a 5.6. More than I thought it would be with one splat. Yeah, and well, on Rotten Tomatoes for a user score is a 31%. With a thousand ratings. That's not great. No, but it's Canadian. Okay. So. Well, that's not... Is that a dig on Canada or is it a dig on the fact that we don't no, have that many... No, many people are going to watch it. Cause yeah, it's, it's true. It doesn't look... I couldn't find any box office information mm-hmm. on it. It had a budget of, tw- of $10 million, Jesus. And it was released first in Sweden. What? July 1st, 2009. I don't know. It's it's hard to find information on it. Is it one of those things where like Wes Bentley and Christian Slater are like huge in Sweden or something? Maybe. Okay. Maybe they're big in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I have a girlfriend in Canada, and she does really good well, movies. The third bill is Emmanuel Vagier. Oh, it sounds like a French Canadian name. Yes, and she is from Vancouver. She's pretty. So that might be why. I mean, how many films and TV shows are filmed in Vancouver? Yeah, all of them. I think she's been on Supernatural. Oh, she was in Saw Four. Oh, okay. She nice. was in Saw Two. Awesome. Oh, is she the doctor's, the doctor lady that gets killed? I don't know. She wasn't in Saw 1 or 3, but she was in 2 and 4. I think so she's the doctor be. with the thing she on her head. She was in Spiral. Oh, mugshot only in Spiral. Yeah. And then uh, I would, would guess she'd probably be on, she was on Supernatural. Yes. What was she on Supernatural? She was Madison. <gasps> oh, she was in the Heart episode. Yep. That's good. We haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, so. it's a good episode. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff. She started in Super. Oh, she's recently been in Supergirl. Okay, let's be, let's focus. Let's focus. Okay. I'm excited to see her in this movie. It's great. Okay. Tell me about this. Um, we've got Star here. She's an old lady. So is this going to be appropriate for her? It sounds like it. Star's our cat. Um, we'll go to the trusty IMDb Parents Guide. Excellent. And find that for Cute. sex and nudity. It's mild. Excellent. There's no nudity in the film, mm. but there are many women seen in skimpy clothing. Ooh. Some women are sold in the sex trade. A man slaps one of them on her butt. She is not nude. Oh, my God. So that sounds wonderful, right? Oh, excellent. Violence and gore is moderate. John. Boy, it was me this that time. That was you. That's the first time ever. Not the first time ever. I'm not taking this out of the, the recording, first time too. in a while. In a while. I see how it is. There's some bloody gunfights and dead bodies. Dead bodies! Which are a fan favorite. Tell me the profanity. It's severe. Oh. Fuck, it said many times, as well as other profanities and racial slurs. Oh, that's the first. So, this is the first time we didn't get a nice full list, and I think it's because, like, there's fewer uh-huh. people watching this. 
there's only like of the people that found this helpful, five is the most. Wow. Or, you know, three of five. So everybody, I got to see, I got to hear John swear a bunch last night because he was playing darts. Apparently that's oh, when you swear. Well, is... after many beers and playing darts, you yeah, swear. darts bring out the best in me. Yeah. Okay, for alcohol, drugs, and smoking, it is mild. A man takes some pills and then drinks alcohol. What? I know, crazy. And frightening intense scenes are moderate with some intense scenes. Oh, well, I feel like I'm prepared. Not very detailed, but I don't think anybody really cares. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I mean, it's not as good as like something like Saw saying it's like severely brutal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it was rated R in the United States. Um, 18 in most countries, 15 in some. I'm guessing because of the the, the profanity. Yeah, there's a lot of F-bombs. Yeah. Well, you know, do they don't, They want to stay true to their vision. Well, Stephen King likes to use an F-bomb or two. He does, and he also likes to have bad people use racial epithets so that you know that they're bad. That's when you, well, especially in your short stories, yeah. it makes you hate somebody immediately. Yeah. It's There's like, not clearly usually... Clearly, you're a bad guy. But it, occasionally, though, you get a bad guy that gets mad at someone for saying something racist. So, like, there's one that I read recently where someone says something, um, so the one bad guy says something mean about a black guy. The other guy says a racial epithet, and he's like, that's effed up, man. You shouldn't say that just because he's black. I'm saying that because he's an asshole. But both of these guys are bad, bad guys. Well, but. the one has a re- one little ounce of redeeming yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so should we, like, watch this movie or something? Yeah, kind of scared, but yeah. Are you scared? I'm, I'm that scared. That sounds like you're in I'm, a really good... I'm watching a movie that's not a horror or a comedy, so this is uncharted territory. It's going to make good podcasting. Maybe. Okay, let's go. I feel like we need to get a Stephen King bingo card and, like, racist man in authority yep. that is uses, not helpful. Uses a racial slur that you've never heard before, but somehow know it's a racist. It's like, I know, what was it, pepper belly? Yeah, I've never heard that one before. Uh, was it a greasy pepper belly? Something like that. And it's like, that's not anything, but I'm pretty sure it's racist. But I don't know, because he's, Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's definitely bad. Mm-hmm. But this is the kind of thing when you're trying to say, when you're trying to, let me try to explain to the kids if like some words are bad. And it's like trying to explain why it's like, well, imagine someone with my accent said it really loud and firmly. Would it feel good? Like if I said cutie, that's fine. But pepper belly, that's not good. Yeah. Well, no. Tell up and see if that's like a... Is that a real... Because, like, honestly, a part of it is, like, pepper belly sounds kind of nice. You know, like some kind of delicious sauce. It is, actually. It's a pepper belly. This is like a, a dish. Oh, we got to get... I found Urban Dictionary. It's oh, a good. derogatory term meaning Mexican or Latin America. Well, I'm really sorry for saying the word then a bunch of times, but... But it's it's also a food dish. Oh, so weird. I mean, it's it's kind of hard when you're looking at something that's, like... Because racism is so goddamn stupid sometimes. It's bad, it's evil, but sometimes it's just so stupid. Yeah, it comes from the stereotype that Hispanics like to eat peppers. I like to eat peppers. Peppers are delicious. Yeah. Oh, well. It's, it's like the, the old Dave Chappelle joke about, like, cornbread, not cornbread, about fried chicken and watermelon, and yeah. they're fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
I know you don't really like watermelon, but it's really good. I don't. It's really good. You don't even know. Okay, so Dolan's Cadillac. All right, so first of all, if, what did you say that it was fil- it's been filmed in a tube? Well, the audio sounds like it's been recorded in a, in a like a an old timey hearing aid. And I would like to point out that we have a very nice speaker that yeah. you were like very kind and you picked a really good one to help me with my hearing and stuff like that. So if we can't hear what people are saying on our fancy bullshit that we have in our bedroom, then this is not great. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like when they added music, they're like, they forgot. Yeah. So they just held like a tape recorder up to a microphone. Oh my God. Or like they, um, they actually recorded on scene. But they were like, yeah. uh, but they forgot to like click some buttons that were very, very important. Yeah, one of the actors just had a boombox playing. You know, the they they've been filming in the desert. It sounds like they just actually filmed it in, did the audio in the desert as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of okay. So we've got the opening songy sequence of some bullshit that the main guy is saying a poem or something like that, which I'm sure in the short story there might start with a poem because he does that sometimes and it's interesting but whatever and it's like him Wes Bentley looking at his gloved hands and like (laughs) like shaking his hands you know Um, and then we cut to him looking at coffee being made in his house and his wife is like I put it on a timer I'm really excited that she's that girl from uh, Heart and Supernatural anyway uh, so she goes off his wife goes off to, I guess, go riding the horses. They're in Arizona? I think that's what the plates were on the Cadillac. It's somewhat a border Nevada, state. Some border. New Mexico, something. Has to be a border state. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a border state. And so basically, this bitch is riding her horse around. Meanwhile, a car, a van, full of you know women obviously being trafficked. They all have a paper in their hand, which is interesting. They're all obviously being trafficked. And, like, one of them starts yelling and hitting the air conditioning, which comes off. And so, like, almost everyone dies in the back of the van because the two truck drivers didn't, you know, pull over and make sure that they could breathe. And it's, like, you know, the desert. And, uh, let's see, then Lady is still riding her horse, right? She's still riding her horse. And she's still riding her fucking horse. And the van's pulled over. Christian Slater shows up with one of his goons in a very fancy custom-built Cadillac. Mm-hmm. His name is Dolan, and he has a Cadillac. Get it? That's the name. Yep. Um, it's a very fancy Cadillac. He gets out and shoots the... Dr- Once they open up the trunk and they realize the girls are no longer... They're spoiled goods. He shoots, has, he shoots the drivers. One girl tries to escape. He shoots her. Meanwhile, Horse Girl is on top of a ridge, fully visible, trying to use her phone... Yeah. Completely visible. Like, she's not even trying to hide. She's on a goddamn horse. Yeah. So then she escapes, and, of course, they find her phone. And the she goes to the cops, and that's where we start, Where and where we even get Wes Bentley saying, he has a custom Cadillac. How many of those can, he, can be around here? And then that's when we get the pepper bellies epithet. Yeah. Which is a dumb epithet, because that dish sounds delicious. It does. Um, and so now, yeah, so basically it's a cop that's not doing anything, which is probably being, what do you think? Is he just maliciously racist and incompetent or also being paid off? Both. Yeah, that's, that's my impression, too. Now, we know from the thing that she's about to get murdered because she wants to testify. 
And honestly, I can't wait. She, she kind of deserves it. <laughs> you know, I was like, you, you got to hide when you see murders happen. Yeah. Right away, immediately, before they see that you saw. Yeah, don't let them shoot you. Yeah, times. exactly. It's like, they, she watched them shoot two guys and a woman running towards her. And she didn't leave until they started shooting at her. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm, I'm part of this. So everyone can see me. Yep. All right. Should we keep going? Yep. All right. Okay. It's only been a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of funny. What's that? So, you know, they get home and she's taking a shower. She's got to take a shower just to get herself clean. Yep. What we did, what she didn't know, is that Dolan is really trying to help the people, the unprivileged. Yeah, that's what he tells himself. We got to see Christian Slater given like a nice, um, a nice story to himself about how you know really it's the problem with all the the haves in the America trying to make all these immigration rules, and they have to protect the have-nots. And then he hands his like weird crony a cell phone and is like, "Take care of this." So Doodad takes care of it. By leaving the corpse of the woman that she had seen murdered with her hand up, finger up over her mouth, and it was stitched onto her mouth. The mouth yeah. was stitched closed with a finger on it. You can't let it fall off. Yeah, he's like, yeah, shh, be quiet. And she's yeah. all dead with her eyes open and stuff. It was great. And she's just screaming. It's like, and then it cuts to them talking to the FBI. And the FBI is like, we're going to keep you safe. Yes. Did the last two people that try to testify get murdered? Yes. And she's like, I'm not afraid. I think she no, she, said be. she was afraid. She was afraid, but it's come on. But she trusts them that they'll protect her. Do you think that they're going to do that? No, we all already know from the synopsis. We that. do know that from the synopsis. It's it's been fourteen minutes. Okay, let's go. So there's a thing on TikTok going around. Oh yeah. And one of the things that's been going around on TikTok lately, and this is the TikTok that I watch on my Facebook. I know, because you're old. Because I'm old. And anyway, so the thing that's going around is like people explaining how freelancing works and how your, how your pricing works. And they're talking about if you have enough work, yeah, if you have as much work as you could do, right, and you keep getting new clients wanting to come in, what you need to do is raise all your rates. And the idea being that if you lose half your clients because you rose your rates, that's okay because if you rose your rates, now you can afford to have fewer clients and to actually like focus more of your attention on these fewer clients. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's the implication there is you raise your rates, at, you know, if you're a, a carpenter and everyone wants you to build your, your their shit, then you charge more money in that way that like only a few fewer people can get to you or whatever. So, anyway, that's what Dolan's trying to do with the sex organization he has. He doesn't want to just kidnap any woman. Yeah. He doesn't want just chickens. He wants exotic birds. Yeah, it just makes smart business sense. No mas con pollos, he says on the phone. Um, But that's... So, I was very excited when I saw that, and I did not say that while we were watching the thing, because I was like, I guess the hot podcast goss. (laughs) Anyway, so that's that's that. Um, Wow. So you're you're relating a sex trafficker to TikTok. He's literally saying the problem is that they're trafficking as many people as they can traffic. They're like at the amount yeah. of people that they can traffic. They want quantity, quality over quantity. So now's the time. They've got the systems in place. Now's the time to get rid of the quantity. Yeah, I'm just finding it odd that you put that 
with TikTok freelancers. Well, that's exactly what's happening. It's a very important thing. Raise your rates. You know, in this case, get the higher class clientele. (laughs) Excuse me. Get the higher class clientele. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, bitch just got herself blown up in the car. Yeah. So. She left the motel to get a pregnancy test. So, she's been testing herself. And not in a way like a normal woman tests. Because she's holding... Okay, Siri's listening to me. So here's... Shut up, shut up. Okay, so here's what she's doing. She's sitting on the toilet, looking at the pregnancy test with the lid off. That's not how pregnancy tests work. You have to put the lid on and then sit it on the counter. But she's been taking them in this weird way. So anyway, they're boning a lot. It's been two months, and she's trying to get pregnant... And she wakes up and throws up one night. And is the most happy I've ever seen anybody so excited. She must be pregnant. But she doesn't have any more pregnancy tests she left. She doesn't because she just used all of them last night. So she needs one right now. So she leaves in the middle of the night, not telling anybody, grabs the keys and goes. And he, the boyfriend, Wes, the husband, gets himself out of sleep and chases her. Not fast enough because she looks at him in a smiling look. It turns the ignition and her fucking car explodes. Yep. Because you're not supposed to leave. And also, bad job FBI for not having a fucking, like... Like, when did this happen? Yeah, you think they would have towed her car away. Yeah, like, why does she have a car and car keys? When did they leave the house? The keys were just out. This is just all malarkey. The battery would have been dead because it's been sitting for two months. Yes. So now Wes just got to see his beloved explode... Maybe pregnant with their child. But now he can finally leave the hotel. Yes, he can leave the hotel because he only just saw her get exploded. But do you think that's the end of the movie? No. There's an hour and seven minutes left. Should we keep going? Yep. Awesome. I think I'm coming around with this movie. (laughs) He's pretty harsh. We're 40 minutes in. Dolan's an interesting character. Yeah. We find out pretty early on, like 20 minutes ago, that all this prepping that Doodad is doing to, like, use his big giant fuck-off fuck gun, he's got this giant... What's it called, John? It's a forty-four Magnum. He gets this forty-four Magnum, which is, like, it's a giant penis gun, and he's blowing up sides of mountains and shit with it, and it's so big, and he goes and he's going to use it, and he's been following Dolan, and just in time for him to see the, the Chinese try to kill Dolan... But Dolan's Cadillac is big and good and bulletproof. not bulletproof. And his goon is very good at shooting people in the head. In yeah. the head, sorry. Um, and so basically he gives up and cries. And yep. then continues to follow Dolan, follow Dolan on these road trips and gets busted. Right? Yep. And he's like peeing in some creepy shack. And those two come in, the goon and Dolan... And they're creepy and talking about parabolic, parabolas and arcs and shit. And the arc of descent. Arc of descent. Sir Isaac Newton. For your butt. And then they beat the shit out of him, steal the gun, bring the gun back. And Dolan's whole thing is like, he's just really excited to have this guy who's out to get him. But he knows the guy is too chicken shit to either kill himself or kill Dolan. So Dolan's like, I'm leaving you this gun. Fuck up. Yeah. It's pretty fun. He likes uh, the dark, poetic nature of things. Yes, he does. I mean, certainly he is also 
you know, full of it. But this is certainly a very interesting character, and I can see the Stephen Kingness kind of oozing, yep. where it's like the person that adapted this to screen just was basically copying and pasting some shit from Stephen King without trying to think about what it would look like on TV. Yeah. Well, you can tell when it goes to a, like, long soliloquies. It's yeah. like, this is definitely the Stephen King parts of this. Like, I'm reminded a little bit of the fella from, um, uh, what was it, Cat's Cradle? What did we? What was the name of Cat's that? Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. And it's the, the one with the... Um, the guy that puts his wife's boyfriend on the ledge. Yep. Yeah, and I'm reminded of that, but I think Cat's Eye was done a lot better. Yeah. Because it was shorter. And it's easier to do this kind of short shit when it's shorter. Um, any thoughts? Oh, I just think this this one lacks the production quality. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, the characters and the idea is there, for sure. Yeah, certainly it's not as like compelling as Cell to me. No. Because Sal lacked a little bit of the production quality, but had amazing... I think the acting was really good in Sal, though. Yeah, well, I think Christian Slater is doing a great job. He's I mean, doing you, exactly what he's supposed to be doing. You hate him more and more as it goes on. But it's like, I don't like you, but you're good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's got his weird goon guy with the angel wings tattooed on his chin. Yeah, on the side of his neck. side of his neck, which is so weird. Um, and whereas, you know, other guy, what's his name? Wes Bentley? It's yeah. just falling to pieces on a dirty bathroom stall floor, apparently. Yeah. Because he's a big baby. <laughs> All right, should we watch it? Yeah. So, for a movie that we both are like, yes, whatever, it's got some problems, whatever, we sure have been watching it pretty intently. <laughs> Yeah, well, you want to figure out what this wily Coyote kind of scheme he's got going on here. I think you'd be better at describing it can, than me. Can you? Will you? Uh, so first, just to lay the scene, he's they find the FBI takes Doodad's drunken ass off of his couch and takes him to a um, <laughs> takes him to like the scene of the truck that had all the bodies in it. Yeah. Of the girls from the beginning of the movie. And they're all being taken out, and they're all mutilated and gross and stuff like that. They'd all been left in the truck to die, basically. And he's like, we got it. We just need some uh, We just need some proof and evidence. And I guess by watching the truck, he's like, you know, I've decided to move on. It's time to move on. I realize that now. Yeah. So he does so. It's the end of the semester. So he decides to get a job on a road crew. And? And? It happens to be on the highway that Dolan always takes every first Sunday of the month. Yes, and? And the first Sunday in September is Labor Day. It's no la- one's working. No one's working, but... He's working. And he's been, like, drawing... By he's been painting a road <laughs> on canvas to put over the hole in the road. Yes. On the street that they're working on. But he's also been, like, creating more holes in roads and doing shit like that, too, right? Yeah, so he's, he's been like, working in end loader and stuff. Yeah, so he's been doing shenanigans. But you're right, it's a definitely a Wile E. Coyote sort of situation here. Um, and so, basically, he's... He, first thing in the morning, grabs all the, you know, detour signs, throws them off the road just in time for Dolan's car to go through, and... And... Dolan's driver drives them right into the hole in the highway. Splat. 
And then, you know, during all this, he keeps jumping into, like, a, a van and hiding. Yep. And then he jumps out, and he looks, and he sees there's three cars coming. So he pulls out a bunch of the detour signs. And I was kind of confused because each of the car came, like, stopped directly in front of the detour signs and then turned. But as you said... There is no warnings of the detour ahead because he pushed all those signs over. So you don't know it's a detour until you get to the sign and you don't know the road is closed until yes. you get right to the road close sign. But one of the police, one of the people that were on the on the series of cars coming through was a police officer. Yeah, and his pause and shit didn't make sense to me yeah. because they've been working on this road since June and now it's September. Yeah. He's highway patrol. He's been on there a hundred times between yes. June and September and he knows that road is closed. Meanwhile, Dolan, who has been trying to figure out how to make more money per load, right? So he wants yeah. sexier ladies, but sexier ladies are hard to come by. And one of his colleagues is like, I can get you twice as many units for twice as much money per unit, but it's more risky. And Dolan's like, I don't do drugs. Drugs get you arrested. But I, people, they just, they just deport them and that's it. Yeah. So he finally, and throughout this whole thing, people have been sending him videos of the of the people that are have been kidnapped or whatever yeah. to show him the goods. So as he's driving, right before he gets into the hole, he sees the video of these like very special units, which we both kind of called it. It's kids. Yes. It's children. And he starts to make a face, but we don't know if he's pro-child smuggling or anti. I think he was anti, but he'd already like agreed to do yeah, it he's like we trust roman yeah but like and so roman's got these kids for him to smuggle and he was like oh shit yes because it's not great um but now he's in this like cadillac that cannot be breached you could right. only get into this fucking thing if if the electronics work the electronics do not work so doodad is outside of the cadillac with a crowbar just wanting to bash his brains in right yeah but he can't get out Nope. And so... Because the hole is just wide enough so the doors don't open. Yep. And there's no power to open windows or sunroof. Yeah, because the car is busted. The um, the driver's dead. Yep. She got something in the neck. The um, gun guy has a big old bone sticking out yeah, of his... Yeah, he just keeps yelling, like, my bone is out. Mr. Dolan, my bone's sticking out. <laughs> it's like a big old bone sticking out. Yeah. Because, like, they were in the front seat. He was in the back. Uh, it's a pretty good car. He's not hurt or anything. He's trying to get out, but he can't get out. And you can't break the windows because everything is unbreakable. So, and we still have like 24 minutes of movie. Yeah, what's going to happen? I don't know. Is it going to be like a real meaningful coming heart to heart between the two? Like, no, I think he's going to bury the car and then they're going to pave over him and he's going to be in the car forever. Yeah, maybe. Well, should we keep going? Yeah. Okay. I got to tell you. Even, like, the worst made movies, if it's a Stephen King project, it's got great bones. Yeah, very dark. It's so dark. It's great. And it's got, you know, it's got a big Edgar Allan Poe vibe. Yeah, I mean, I would say the first three quarters of this film was... Throw it away, but the last 20... Was it 20 or 30 minutes of him? 24 minutes, I think. It's of him... Trapping Christian Slater or Dolan inside the Cadillac, inside the ground. Yeah, and just torturing him while he's slowly burying him shovel he's, by shovel. He could be using a front end loader, but is he? No. No. He's purposely using just his hands. Because he's got the whole day and the next day, too, if he's, he had to. He's just really just like, you know, 
having a good time here. Um, meanwhile, the uh, the FBI guy's been calling him like, we got him! We finally got him! We were, it's all the syndicates coming down! Blah, blah, blah! But is it more fun to bury your enemies? Uh, apparently, because he was laughing at the end. At the end, he's like, we finally got him! He's like, yes, we got him! And he's like sit, lying down laughing on top of the road where Christian Slater is buried underneath. Now, yeah. Dolan, Christian Slater, wasted a lot of oxygen. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah, I think I think the filmmaker of this, like, envisioned the last twenty minutes, and then just wasted an hour trying to get to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he knows none of this is important, and it came off that way. I think so too. Like the stuff with the teaching and his being a bad teacher, and like so many other things. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of if how if there are any other parts of the movie that were actually good. I think him at the road crew, him once we got to the, the road, road crew, crew. I feel like once we got to the road crew, which was the last forty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um. So basically, what happens is, and I guess we haven't really been talking about it because we've been watching the movie. But the last forty minutes of the movie, like like we said in the previous um, part of the podcast, uh, he goes to work for a road crew. They have to come to accept him because he's just a you know teacher. Yeah. And they kind of teach him how to do some certain things so he doesn't end up killing himself or whatever. He's wow. got his um, great-grandfather's watch, which is a gold watch made from the gold tie of the last railroad spike. And his grandfather helped unionize immigrant railroad workers, which is, you know, so symbolic because, like, Dolan is this person that is running his own immigration scheme, yep. but it's really to, like, exploit immigrants and stuff, yep. right? And so Dolan... So what's his character's name? Robinson? He yep. uses... So this is Wes Bentley's character's name, Robinson. He uses the grandfather's watch, the great-grandfather's watch as collateral for them to let him be on the crew. Yeah. No one asks questions. They're just like, okay. No, I mean, they do ask questions, but they just let him do it because he proves himself. Yeah, well... Tink was a great character, too, on the road crew. Oh, yeah. He wasn't on there much. The South African pirate-looking dude? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he would look like he was fun, and the, his He's terms eaten. for stuff was fun. Yeah, he had, uh, he had some great stuff. Now, we did get to hear a lot more racial epithets from Christian Slater. Yeah, Dolan, I mean, they made him as hateful and uh, Yeah, horrible. not per- not Christian Slater perf- personally, but Dolan. Because Dolan likes to talk a big game about, like saving the immigrants but quite frankly he was going to get in on a child immigration scheme that was trafficking in children not great yeah not a good look well yeah like stephen king does that a lot like to make a to make you hate a character even more they make them racist yeah make them racist in this case like maybe not as bad as child slavery but he was still gonna do it yeah he just was you know upset that he was in a bind and now that's what he's doing should ask more questions yeah um yeah it's a it was amazing. Christian Slater is amazing for pretty much the entire movie. And at the end, I mean, basically, you can tell when it's like Stephen King's, like the the words that are in Stephen King's books or short stories, you have to translate them for the cinematic experience, right? You can't just yeah. like give them full cloth, whole cloth, right? They're beautiful, but a little bit too far I think. Well, a lot of them, they look, when you're reading it, it sounds awesome. But when you see it in real life, somebody doing this, there's like, people wouldn't talk like, like that. Like, why would also people listen to it? And so, like, his, like, his buddy, the henchman, who is good at killing, has got this broken leg. And he's like, Mr. Dolan, Mr. Dolan, my leg, it's broken, Mr. Dolan, help me. 
help me. And finally, he's like, you're my friend, right, Mr. Dolan? Help me. Friends help friends. And then Mr. Dolan shoots him in the head. Yeah, he's like, only friends for so far. No, and then it's kind of like, he's like, okay, I'll be your friend to Robinson. Which it's like, you just shot your friend in the head. Yeah. But I did like that Robinson looked like he felt kind of bad when he realized that Dolan might be running out of bullets. And it's like, you really need to be able to shoot yourself so you don't die of suffocation. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, and uh, Wes Bentley was like... He seemed more at home in his acting when he yeah. played crazy. Yeah, he seemed more at home in his skin. Yeah. Like, when he was I just full-on crazy. crazy really well. well. He doesn't play boyfriend or teacher very well. No, but I think he might have been able to if... Like, it's clear that all of the emotional intent of the direction in the film was for the last 40 minutes of the movie. The, yeah. the actors in, like, On the Road crew were amazing... Everything was really amazing once you got to that part, which is clearly the focus, and everything else is just sort of set dressing. Yeah. Um, I will say this is yet another example of what they call the women in refrigerators tropes, where the the murder of the woman is like the wife or sister or child or daughter, usually wife though, or girlfriend, is what like provides the impetus for the rest of the film. Yeah, well, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy just to kill the girlfriend and then everything else happens from there. Um, the almost pregnant girlfriend. Now, John, is it a miscarriage if you get blown up and that's how your baby dies? Um, yes. Is it technically a miscarriage, or is yes. it? Is it also, or is it something? I know it's like you, you know, both the mom's dead too. Yeah. But I guess if if I'm gonna have two miscarriages, at least I didn't get blown up by a bunch of C4 in a car. Yeah. By a child. In a 1999 Toyota Tercel. In a 1999 Toyota Tercel. Yeah. It's a. I, I had a great time. What? How about you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't a good movie. No, I would it say it's one of it's it's one of the ones a few movies that we've seen that I like the end that I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone watch this movie. No, I wouldn't recommend it. No, either. I would say that like unless if you're like a Stephen King completist, kind of like we are. Yeah, and also like I mean, I probably would recommend Stephen see this movie because he likes Christian Slater and he likes Stephen King. I mean, if you like Christian Slater, you should watch this movie. That's yeah. I think there's plenty of people that would probably be like, you know, I really liked Broken Arrow. Let's as long do it as again. You like him enough to separate his crazy racist rants in this? Yes, we're gonna bracket those. Okay, so what do you have for me right now? Uh, well, next week it'll be a Shutter essential. Woohoo! And so again, Shutter is a streaming service that you too can get. It's like four bucks a month. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. They still haven't sponsored the podcast. It's been a year, Shutter. Come on. You'd think so. You'd think we're, so. We're showcasing so much free advertising for them. I think the last Shutter Essential we watched was the Train movie. And that was actually really, really good. It was so good. Okay, so what are we? So we're no longer having me read everything. One of these days, we have to watch that movie with the teeth person. <laughs> Is yeah, that, for yeah. some reason I have to log back into Shutter. Oh my god, every single out. time. Okay, but you were gonna do the spin, and then I could probably pause yeah, it, huh? You want to do the spin while I'm logging okay, in? Okay, so again, Shutter has this thing they call Shutter Essentials, and they do cycle them out um, and put different ones in there. Uh oh, your phone went away. Fingerprint doesn't match. Yeah, that's not your. But fingerprint. they do. No, it's not. It's not your fingerprint. But so they do. Um, Add different things and take things away, but we actually keep all of the shuttles, Sutter Essentials on here. Oh, this is interesting. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, okay. Well, let me log Cal- in. Cal- Caligari? Caligari? If you want to pause while I'm trying to... Okay, uh, I'll pause real quick, and I won't even...
Okay, so John's looking for a trailer. I don't this, know if there'd be one for one this old. This movie is from 1920. It is seven, 74 minutes long, directed by Robert Wine, and it is a scary, a still scary German silent film. And it, apparently it is one of the most important horror... Okay. Wow, you were I just watching to. commercials right now? Yeah, I have to, to get to the okay. trailer that I but can pull But does it have to be, screen. like, on sound? No. It's I, kind of funny watching a, a, a trailer... For something. For a film from 1920. That is also in black and white. But you showed us like one of the, the numbers. What was that? Rotten Tomato score? It was a 99%. Oh, it's a high number. And apparently it's very important. So let's watch the trailer from YouTube for the silent movie. Goodness knows when the trailer was made. Ooh, okay. That old time music. People screaming. Got some gendarmes running around grabbing crazy people. As one does. As one does. Big, big tall hats. Ooh. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Scary eyes. You know, it's wild watching these movies in the olden days. You, they would actually be a pianist in the movie theater. Yep. Oh, there we go. Scary eyes or crazy eyes. Maybe she's a prophet. Look at that great makeup. She is now 140 years old. Yep. It's interesting. They all have this white makeup on with these big dark eyes. I guess they're kind of creatures, maybe? Yeah. Or do they still have something that looks like stage makeup? Oh, there's the... I just learned how they did this lipstick back in the day. Oh. Recently. Oh, this that guy has like, very interesting striped That looks striped like hands. Uh, the guy from... Oh, he's murdering ladies! He looked like the guy from It's Wonderful Life. This guy's trying to murder this lady. Is he trying to murder, rape her, or bite her? No? Oh, we've got... Oh, he's grabbed her. She's in a white dressing gown. And he's just got her. Taking her up the street. We've got a... I like the crooked sets, kind of. Oh, we've got ourselves a vampire. Or it's a cabinet, rather. Where there's a creature. That might be a man. Did he just like, he's setting him up? Maybe he bought him, he's got his creature man a wife? Is this the whole movie, John? No, this is only like a minute and something, I think. He's feeding the creature. Do you think that there's going to be no like um, words in this movie? I think there'll be words. So I'm pretty sure this particular movie, you and I are going to just be, um, wa- like we're going to be watching it and talking because there's no point in like pausing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm like apparently. It was the first true horror movie. Well, that sounds like it's very appropriate. Now, just a quick bruise, bruise, John. What were you drinking tonight? Um, New Glarus coffee stout, and I had a spotted cow as well. Oh, there's spotted cow in there. Nice. Yeah. I had a New Glarus. Um, oh, what was I drinking? The honey vice that they yeah. have. Yeah. And the was... second one I gave you was the fully naked. I think it was, it was good. Called. It was very tasty. I'm looking forward to maybe a spotted cow, but maybe not tonight. Um, did you have a, um, a grossest corner? Um, probably when he has that vision when he's laying in bed with yeah. the lady who had her finger sewn to her mouth. Yeah, I would say that my grossest corner hmm, was probably every time Christian Slater smacked one of his women that he brought on the ass and then had sex with them. Yeah. That was pretty gross. And he would kept getting these like mountain women. Um, to, to get onto. So that was pretty interesting. Um, I'm really looking forward to the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh. Okay, Mr. Already watching New York, New York Islanders things. 
No, it just uh, started playing on the... Oh, how convenient. Thing. And now it's playing the Weird Al Yankovic story? That's not this podcast. It's a different podcast. I had to just take it off of that app. Completely. Well, that's fine. There's just two things left to do. Uh, stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.